Welcome to the Fashionista Life, where we talk about fashion, interior design, parenting, and everything that encompasses the lifestyle of a fashionista. You can't help but smile with our host, Jennifer Johnson, a true fashionista and lifestyle expert, coming to you live from Naples, Florida. Welcome, everyone. You are listening to The Fashionista Life. I'm your host, Jennifer Johnson, and we're here today with Alyssa Stefanacci, and she is a skincare therapist here in Naples, Florida. Welcome, Alyssa. Um, Thank you very much for having me again. Absolutely. So just to kind of give the reader or the viewers, I should say, um, a little bit of background, how long have you been in skincare? I've been in the skincare business for 45 years. Wow. And I know in our last podcast that we had, you mentioned that you basically created this position for you back in Maine, you know, in the early starts of your career. Yes, that's correct. There wasn't anyone that did what I do presently. And the doctors were getting tired of taking care of the patient for cosmetic reasons. And here you swooped in and <laughs> lucky me, <laughs> lucky you. And look where you're at today. That, I know. That's so awesome. That's Doing what awesome. I love. I, yes. I love what I do. But you know what? It doesn't make you feel, it makes you feel like you're not working a day in your life when you love what you do. This is correct. Yeah. You know, I, I know that for a fact by myself. So it's um, super, super important. Um, okay. So now we're going to talk about procedures. Okay. Procedures, things that you can do um, to your face, that, you know, things that are new on the market? Okay. Well, there's all kinds of things new every single day. The, what you want to be careful of is that you don't get into anything that sounds too good to be true. Oh, yes. And, and you know. And there's <laughs> lots of that. those. Yes. yes. And if it sounds too good to be true, it's not. If it's something they're telling you it's going to be a miracle with no downtime, it's not. It's like, oh, you can make a million dollars in a day. You're like, okay, yeah, that's baloney. (laughs) We'd all be doing it. (laughs) Or it's going to remove your wrinkles in just one application. I tell people all the time, I tell my patients, I don't have the magic eraser. Yes. There isn't one. Mm -hmm. The only thing that does that is laser. And that's like a CO2 laser, which is downtime of at least two weeks. Oh my gosh. So I have never heard, is this a new thing? CO2, I've never heard of it. CO2 lasers have been around. That's our first, one of our very first lasers. Wow. And, I guess I'm really behind but, the times. Well, no, that and an erbium laser and it's a controlled burn. Oh my so gosh. You are at the mercy of the person doing it. So with that said, anytime you're having any or even thinking of having any kind of laser work done on your face, you want to go to someone who does it all the time, like every day. So, so what does this, you said it's called a CO2 laser. Mm-hmm. So what does that do? What it's burning the skin and it's to get rid of, it's called an ablative laser. Okay. When it's ablative, it means it's working on the surface of the skin. When it's non-ablative, it's heating up the skin underneath like radio frequency. Okay. So what erases lines, wrinkles, scarring, and a blade of laser. And have you, I mean, do you have to do it more than once? No, or usually it just, it's once. Really? Mm-hmm. Now, we're all aging. So if you're doing it for lines or for, you know, mm-hmm. wrinkles, um, pigmentation, the minute you leave that office, the aging process begins. Oh. <laughs> it's like the minute you buy a car, it's already lost its value. Exactly. <laughs> 
So not really? that we're cars, oh my but gosh. yeah, it's, it, it, you can have a facelift. And as we roll you out of the OR, <laughs> you've got a wrinkle already. <laughs> it's starting up. So, you know, you're not going to have it done in another year, but you may do other things, right. That are less invasive to maintain it. Maintenance is everything. So let me talk about this laser really quick. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you basically, let's say it's, can you do it for melasma? Um, pigmentation. Yes. But there, there's different lasers out there now on the market that work specifically for pigmentation, for some for fine lines, some for acne scars, some for redness on the skin. There's many, many lasers. That's why you want to go to someone who really knows what they're doing. And they'll tell you, all right, you need this, this, and this. Correct. So for example, the the CO2 thing we were talking about, that's more for fine lines and that kind of stuff. And then the CO2 is the big, the big guns. Oh, that and, the, <laughs> and that and the erbium laser. And that will be your big eraser. Okay. All right. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Wow. I didn't know there were the but big there's guns. a lot. There's at least two weeks downtime. So because it burns your face. Yes. It's a controlled burn. And you walk out with a red face. You walk no? out looking pretty scary. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Remind me to show you some pictures. <laughs> I'll be like, yes. oh. Yes, I've had it done. Yes, I've had it done. Ow, it just sounds painful. Um, any other new new treatments in the way of procedures? There's, a, there's always going to be, you know, something new and great on the market. And what happens is microneedling, for an example. Okay. Is that new? I'm it's, microneedling has been around for 25 years. Why is it new? Because we have a different um, piece of equipment okay. to use in our hands versus a manual roller that we used to use. So it's a cartridge with 12 stainless steel needles in it, and it goes in from a 0.5 to a 2.5 in depth into the skin. What are we doing? We're creating channels. When we create channels, what do those channels do? They have to heal. So you get a little oh. bit of a shrink wrap there. We also are able to deposit product into it. And hence, you get prettier skin. We use it a lot on acne scars. It's very, very successful with acne scars. The red, purple acne scars. Mm-hmm. We use it for women, and we'll call it, for a lack of anything else, smoker lines, perioral oh, around yes. the mouth. It's not necessarily always smoker lines, Somebody could purse their lips a lot or somebody (laughs) drank out of a straw for years, Mm -hmm. you know, or genetics, you know, genetics play a huge part in our skin. So, so microneedling and I'm crazy, but I always thought microneedling was when they put your eyebrows on with the, Uh, that's microblading. (laughs) See, look at me. That's close. That's why we're learning today, right? That's close. That's close. That's a different different category. So with microneedling, is it something that a younger person could do because they have acne scars? Let's say they're a teenager, they're 18 Mm -hmm. and they have acne scars. Yes. I'd like to wait at least six months after they've been off any kind of six months. If it's Accutane, I like to wait a year before I do it on them. Mm -hmm. If it's um, just oral antibiotics, I like to wait at least six months till the healing is completely done. And then we attack so what if they haven't been on anything and they then, still have a little bit of acne? Could well, you still do it? Yeah, we don't we don't do it with active acne. Okay. We will do it for acne, superficial scarring. Superficial scarring means 
when you see the kids and they've got the little red or the yes. purple marks on their faces, that's what it works for. I see. Wow. Does that hurt? It does. <laughs> but, <laughs> which you know is why, what? which is why now I use a um, numbing cream that I have compounded at the compound pharmacy here in Naples and it makes it easy peasy. Wow. I, I mean, I, you know, beauty hurts, right? Yeah. But what is it our mothers <laughs> used to say to us? You have to suffer to be beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like wearing high heels. They're a commitment. Yes. They're a commitment. Um, okay. So we've talked about newest treatments. Now, is there stuff that's, that's tried and true in the procedure world that, you know, every time I'm going to that because yeah. I know it works and it's been around a long time. It's proven. Yes. So that's called dermal planing. Dermal oh, I had that done yes, and I love it. <laughs> I need it again. planning, <laughs> And it's so funny. So many people love it because they say, oh, it takes all the phallus hair or the peach fuzz off yes. of my face. Well, that's not really why we do it. I know, but it's like a pleasant. It's, a, it's an extra surprise. plus. Yes. yes. So why do we do it? We do it to get into the meat of the skin with the blade and we use a um, scalpel with a number 10 carbon blade on it to get right into the skin and lift off those dead skin cells. So what we're doing is what Retin-A, Tretinol, Retinol does over a period of time. We do it in a half an hour. Is it? Okay. And I, I know I've had it done. It doesn't hurt. And, and no, it you doesn't walk hurt. out, you look glowing. Actually, people think they, they like how it feels. I always tell people for the first time when you're having it done, it's like going to the dentist and getting your teeth cleaned. I don't like going to the dentist. Oh, I do. I just was there. I was I too, love, but I'm like, oh, man. Oh, I love having my teeth cleaned. It's, it's more pleasant yes. <laughs> than going to the dentist. Yes, this is true. But you know how great your teeth feel yes. afterwards? Well, that's what your skin will feel like. Also, your product will go in better. Your makeup looks better. It's just one of those procedures that we have been doing for years that works. And, and I totally, I'm totally on board with it because I've had it done. Yes. I love it. Yes. And any article you'll ever read or any derm or plastics you ever hear talk about skin, they always say you need to dermaplane the skin. And how often do you? Once a month. Really? Yeah. Because if you never you're... if you never do it again, you still achieved a benefit from it. Mm -hmm. But ideally, I have patients that I've had for 35 years. My oldest one is 97 years old. Oh my gosh. Yes, and she comes once a month. You've got a clean surface. Well, then we we've prepared the skin and that's why we do it and then we address the problem. Acne, um pigmentation, anti-aging, and depending on that is what acid we will use on the skin from glycolic acids to lactic acids to trichloric acids, and we go from there. So now I have a question. So just over the last couple of years, all of these tools have hit the market yes. on, oh, dermaplane, derma, dermaplane. Mm -hmm. No. Well, it couldn't be on the market if it was like a scalpel with a number 10 blade. Um, <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> no. And so it's like when you shave your legs, the razor that you get, and mm -hmm. that's what it is. So really all it's doing is taking the hair off of your face, very surface. And yes. if you notice when it does take the hair off your face, then you're like, oh, it's back already. Uh-huh. Yeah. It has, it's not getting into the meat of the skin is what we call it. And even myself, I, 
if I was to use one of those, I would have to use 10 of those on you to achieve what I do with one Wow, of what I use. And I, I actually have one of those mm-hmm. and I've tried it thinking, oh, well, this will get me in between. And you're right. It's, yeah. It doesn't, I mean, it does superficially take off the little valus hair. Yeah. But that's it. That's all. Like there's nothing else to yeah. it. No. So. And don't do it in the shower because you could take your eyebrow off. <laughs> That I've, would, that would, that's I've had patients there. come in gosh. like that. Then what do you do? You have to, you have to wait. Oh my gosh. Patience is a virtue. Oh my gosh. I, I'm telling you, I, I wax my son's eyebrows. He'd die if he heard me say that. Oh so dear Lord. No one's, no one's listening <laughs> to this, but don't see him. But so, um, you know, and occasionally I'll use that in between or whatever, but, um, there's definitely a difference when you do it versus, you Girl. know. Yeah, that's right. And, and you walk out glowing. Yes, you, you do. do. And part of that's from the dermaplaning and the other part is from the types of acids that we use on the skin. Yeah. Wow. It's it's an amazing thing for sure. All right, guys, we are going to take a commercial break. The commercial break is brought to you by True Fashionistas. Um, and we will be back with Alyssa talking more about skincare. Hi, and thanks for tuning in to The Fashionista Life, brought to you by True Fashionistas. True Fashionistas is the largest lifestyle consignment store in Florida. They offer clothing and accessories from brands from Chanel and Gucci to Lululemon and Lily Pulitzer, and furniture and home decor from some of the most sought-after brands. True Fashionistas, for you, your family, and your home. Check them out online at truefashionistas.com. All right. Welcome back to the Fashionista Life. I'm your host, Jennifer Johnson, and we're here today with Alyssa Stefanacci, and she is a fabulous skincare therapist here in Naples, Florida. Welcome back. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right. Now we are going to talk about a pretty cool subject, skincare in with ages. Okay. Mm-hmm. So starting in your 20s, what should we be start doing in our 20s? We should actually start our preteens. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. You're right. Because we're dealing with hormones and acne. So we like at around 11 and it's a struggle. <laughs> yeah, right. To get them to mm-hmm. wash their faces. Especially boys. They will not Especially. do it. And so that's real important. And really, it's just a good cleanser and not to use a face cloth, not to use the little electric brushes, just to use... Um, like a little textured scrubbing pad with their cleanser on it. And when they're that young at 11 to 13, I like benzoyl peroxides. As they get a little bit older, I like salicylic acids. But that age group, really, if they start at that age, they'll carry it over into their 20s. So you're talking like a topical or is that the with the cleanser? No, just with the, the cleanser. Okay, so just start with the cleanser. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in your 20s, uh, w- one of the biggest things that I see with young people, of course, I see more women than I do men sure. or more girls versus boys, but nobody wants to wash their face. <laughs> or they think that the little wipes that you get oh, that gosh, are throw no. away, that, yeah. that, oh, that's fine. That's fine. So it, it, if I could say, one thing was super important for every age group is to wash your face at night. And if we've learned anything through the pandemic and COVID, we should have learned about germs uh, yes. <laughs> and washing. Mm-hmm. So you really need to get your makeup off. It is aging you if you don't. See, that scares me. It stresses out the skin. 
And the, a lot of the younger gals now are wearing this 24-hour makeup that I actually had to have a cleanser designed with an oil from a pharmacist. Holy cow. To break it down. That's how thick it is. A, a 20? I've not heard of this. No, I wear one. Yeah. I stick with one brand, but I, right. I did not know. 24 hours, so it stays there. Yes. It's like shellac. It's like paint. Wow. Yeah. So it's very important because we have to have, again, the cake and then we have the frosting. Mm -hmm. So we really have to have a palette to work with. And if you don't take your makeup off or if you don't wash your face... It's yeah. not good. And I mean, your skin is your biggest organ in your body. Mm -hmm. And then when you get into your 30s, and now again. So what about the 20s? The, that would be the 20s. That would be the 20s. Okay. Yeah. The biggest thing is, you know, and, and they'll start. And I always tell people, if you're not dry, don't put a moisturizer there. Really? Yes. So you put a moisturizer on your face where it's dry and your 20s. Not the whole thing. If you don't need it. Your, okay. your body's taking care of itself, just like it did when we were little. Mm -hmm. So then as they age, that changes. <laughs> I was like, everything. oh, so I don't need to. Oh, I'm not in my 20s. No. <laughs> I don't need to wear any moisturizer. Oh, oh listen, I'm not in my 20s. Okay. Darn. <laughs> so <laughs> with that said, and then, you know, they in their 20s will start with a light moisturizer, an oil-free moisturizer, something light. And they'll get in the habit of, you know, exfoliating their skin. And they'll start using a retinol. Okay. Even in their 20s. Wow. 30s, it's a must. Retinols wow. in the evening. And they should start using a vitamin C. In your 30s? Yes. It will completely slow down the aging process to a halt. We didn't have that in our age, my age group or your age no. group. We wow. didn't. And they have these tools now. And if they use them they will not have the problems that mm -hmm. that the older generation has. I was just looking, and this is off topic, but I saw the queen today in yes. the queen of England in, um, she was out somewhere at a horse show. I'm like, oh my God, she's 96, but her face is absolutely. She's never in the sun. I, you're right. Her she face is hats. absolutely gorgeous. Mm -hmm. She's never in the sun. Wow. The sun again, is the fastest aging process that we have. Yes. So in your 30s, what should, for someone like myself, and I'm in my 40s, so what should I be doing? In your 40s, you're going to be using a retinol at night. You're going to be using a vitamin C during the day, but now you're going to introduce another serum. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I know, but we keep it easy. So it's just one little pump and one little pump. So then you're going to start using, you know, um, a hyaluronic acid, maybe, or a peptide. Um, those are all anti-aging properties. And do they help? Yes. There is science behind them. Whenever I take on a new line or I get a new product, I say to the rep, show me the study. Mm -hmm. And I want an independent study. I don't want a study from you. I right. don't want you to tell me how great the product is. That's what you get paid for. <laughs> I want to see. Yes. yes. Because I like to tell the truth to my patients. Want the meat. Yes. Yes. So you always want to see an independent study. And there are products that do work that are out there. Okay. And they're not expensive. Okay. Comparatively to something that you're going to get at the department store right. on the high-end cosmetics. Right. Now going into our 50s. 
Fifties, would you say fifties and beyond? Because fifties, is that going to be different than sixties? Well, or no, here's an interesting thing. When I first started in the business, the first, the average age of a facelift was 60 to 65 and it was really closer to 65. Well, what does age really have to do with it? It's lifestyle. It's the Mm -hmm. condition of their skin. It's their genetics. They can thank their parents for what they have. I'll never forget the first 45-year-old facelift I saw. <gasps> yes. That's getting but, close. I mean, that, that was But a few she years just ago. had really poor elasticity and poor skin. So guess what? She got to enjoy that for the next 25 years. So it isn't an age. It isn't a number. Okay. Hence, yes. while with skincare, it's more, that's why you need to get somebody that can really look at your skin and be honest with you and say, this is what you need. You don't need this, but you need this. So now I actually, you, you hit on something that I had a question on because injectables. Yes. Okay. Now I've heard the old, the, the saying that, you know, the earlier you start, the better, because then, you know, people aren't going to know that you had work done. It's going to kind of stave off wrinkles and blah, blah, blah. As a skincare specialist, what do you say? Well, it Botox and Dysport. And Dysport and Botox is what Coke is to Pepsi. Somebody had to have a competitor. I assumed that that one's a filler. No? No, they're both the same. They paralyze the muscle. So that's where you get the 11s or, you know, the crow's feet. Mm -hmm. And um, Botox and Dysport are used um, from the cheekbone up. Okay. They do use it off-label sometimes, but that's where it's supposed to be used. Because you could use it in other, like, you can use it in your forehead? Yeah. Well, no, you can use it in your forehead, but sometimes they'll use it around the mouth. Oh, I see. For the depressors on the corner of the mouth. Otherwise you would use a filler for that? Or fillers will fill in lines and bring and and create volume. Um, Dysport and Botox paralyze the muscle. And yes, younger and younger people are doing it and they're doing it so that they don't have that motion that creates, creates that crease that creates the 11s that you see, you know, between the eyebrows. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But anybody that has any expression in their face is going to have that. And over a period of 20 years, you've created that gully. Mm -hmm. And that's why the younger people are having it done. And then the earlier you have it done, then, you know. You'll never get the lines. Right. So you're never going to look like, oh, my gosh, last week she looked like. <laughs> and now this Like week right before when like- I need Botox. <laughs> you're like, oh, now she looks 25. Yes. Like what happened now, here? Now there is a fine line of you can get too much of a frozen looking face and you it, have too right. much of it. And then that's usually a poor injector. And then you look surprised. <laughs> then you, <laughs> you look, look surprised all the time. Then you look crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and we've all seen that. Yes. We all have seen it. It's just yeah. like when someone gets a facelift, you mm-hmm. you know, it's it's tight and, and whatever. But um, I'm just always intrigued with the injectable um, kind yes. of thing. And you, know? and you want to see a board certified plastic surgeon. You're going to pay the same amount of money if you see the dentist, the gynecologist, and God knows who are doing injectables now. Oh, my gosh. I know. But right? why not go to the man who went to school for an extra four years over all of those people and knows all the nerves and the faces? Right. I mean, you can really hurt somebody. Oh, I've seen it. Inc- yes. Incorrectly. Eyes drooping yeah. and, and all of and that. They all charge the same amount of money. They just word mm-hmm. it differently by the unit, by the area. 
it's all the same. Right. I can promise you that. And you have to go to somebody who is reputable, who has That's why done you, this. Right. You want to go to a board certified yes. plastic surgeon. That means somebody who can operate on you from the top of your head to your toes. Yep. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so heading out um, from this this podcast, what what would you tell our listeners? What are the top things um, that you want them to know about skincare? What I always tell all of my patients: what's important. You got to wash your face every single night. You got to exfoliate, which means a retinol. And how often? Your retinols. You're going to. Uh, Either every other night or every night, depending on the skin type. But exfoliating how often? That's a retinol oh. is considered exfoliating. Oh, it is. Not yeah. like the scrub that no. I'm thinking. And you of. can use scrubs. That's just an extra. Okay. You can use scrubs. And there's all kinds of scrubs on the market, but that's just an extra. And you have to use a vitamin C. Okay. Those are those are your that's the Bible for skincare. And sunscreen. Yes. And Scott, <laughs> you know, interesting thing about sunscreen though, and if I have a minute, yes, is that I don't care what kind of sunscreen you use. It doesn't matter as long as you use it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, I use baby sunscreen on myself because I have, you know, a very sensitive skin. So the higher you go in sun factor, the more sensitivity to the skin. Oh, so a 50 is harder on the skin yes. than a 20. Yes. And you really, in daily life, coming and going, the most you need is a 30. Okay. And a lot of the makeups now have sunscreen in them. Do you have to add top on top of that too? I do, but I don't know if I need to. Um, I don't. Okay. But usually if I have makeup on, I'm at work. Right. And <laughs> I'm in a little dark room. Right. So there's no sun. <laughs> or I'm here with you now. Yes, exactly. So it's not as critical. Yes, right. If I'm going if, out on the beach. Yes. Then you want to. And the biggest thing there is reapply. I think that was my problem. Yeah, I think I think so. I just did reapply. Yes. <laughs> I think that's what happened. I think so. Well, wonderful. It was great having you on here today chatting about skincare and the products and procedures. Um, I know we could get into more and we'll have you on another podcast again, uh, doing kind of a deeper dive into products at some point. Oh, great. So, I look forward to it. Absolutely. Thank you so much to Alyssa Stefanacci uh, for being with us today and talking everything skincare. And again, you have been listening to The Fashionista Life brought to you by True Fashionista. And um, I hope to catch you on one of our other podcasts. Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Fashionista Life. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review. That helps others find the show and we really appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Fashionista Life.